Welcome to the News Cave, uh, the official podcast of Malform Musings. Today is the 19th of August, 2012. <laughs> that was intentional. What? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were choking on your tongue or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going so well. Oh man, like, we have some amazing starts. In fact, we've already recorded an entire podcast that's been lost in the ages because I can't edit. <laughs> For once, a malfunction wasn't my problem. Well, it was a rather malformed idea, so I guess it runs with the theme. Oh god. Today, we're going to be talking about EA Suzinga. Ireland's Olympic successes. American in-betweeners. And an unbearable car accident. Seriously, puns. <laughs> uh, seriously, do we really need the puns in there? Well, I kind of like it. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I mean, like, I was trying to think of a re- way to, like, put that up there, because we were just reading off, like, a text document in a way that wouldn't give too much new- of the news right away, because it would be, like, you know... Well, we're just stating what the news is in the other ones. At least this one is kind of... I know, but, like, it'd be, like, you know... And, like, here's a new story, and then, like, you know, we get to that, and then you just turn off, well, I don't need to listen to that again. So, what you're saying is, I don't know what you're saying. Pretty <laughs> much. Are we going to redo the start? I think we have to. No, nah, we'll leave it. Like, you know, we'll, we'll treat this as it's live and just edit, like, the dead space of, uh, when I was sto- staring at your gumless face. Anyway, I should introduce ourselves. I am Matt, author of Malform Musings. You can see my dipshit poster picture. <laughs> <laughs> wow! You can see my dick. You should see. You can see my dipshit poster picture, uh, like on the about page. And with me is my partner in crime, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. As always, it is truly a blessed honor to be back here in Ireland, alive again. Because apparently, I wrote the Sherlock Holmes books. Yeah, I had to explain to who Arthur Conan Doyle was. Don't give it away, dude. <laughs> you, you didn't exactly leave it for open for much interpretation there, man. Fuck. <laughs> I'm going to get that printed on a shirt for you. Just, just one like syllable. Fuck. <laughs> Don't blame me. It was your long intro that threw me off. <laughs> <laughs> That's not all I got. <laughs> Leave those jokes to me. <laughs> anyway, uh, so EA Zinga, moving swiftly on. Um, yeah, actually, uh, so <clears throat> I saw this uh, article a couple of days ago where um, apparently, like, Zinga are trying to bring out a new game that's basically a common copy of their game SimSocial, right? Uh, they call it uh, Cityville or Citizenville or something like that. And EA basically turned around and said, nope, enough is enough. We're calling you on this finally. Like, you know, we're taking you out for a copyright infringement, right? The interesting thing, though. Well, I guess, like, uh, what, are you, what are your thoughts on, like, uh, the story so far? Well, to me, it just seems like EA is messing with an underdog. But don't tish. Oh, <laughs> you're just referring to, like, the logo, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Like, I would love to see, like... The manager of Zynga come out and it's actually a dog. <laughs> Just this is the manager of the company. You read that Sue Penny him. Arcade comic, didn't you? Yes, and that's where I'm getting the idea from. <laughs> well, we're gonna get sued by Penny Arcade. Ironically, <laughs> by talking about a lawsuit for copyright infringement. 
<laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, God. Why do I hang out with you? Because I have a computer that allows you to record the podcast. I, I can buy a Mac. Do you really want to, though? It's kind of a useless computer besides the podcast thing. I, it has some interesting stuff. I can, uh, like, I'm not much of a PC gamer. Well, neither am I, really. But anyway, uh, back to the story. Moving swiftly on. Um, yeah. Now, the interesting thing about this is I saw an interview. Direct, uh, like, it was like, uh, this was taken up from an interview with, like, I think it was on the design team, like, one of the managers of the design team for uh, EA's Sim Social, which is a uh, Facebook game based on, like, The Sims game. Which is basically, you sort of, like, you mess around, like, uh, suburbanites, so, like, robotic suburbanites. You build a house for them. You make sure they look after themselves, and you help them raise a family. It's Sims, just smaller. Well, no, no, that is a Sims. Well, Sims Social is you're only looking after one person. You build a house, you get a job and all that, and you, like, you can, like, go to other people's houses, and you can mess with their stuff and interact with them, and you get various bonuses and items for crafting and, like, you know, completing missions and so forth. So, one is on Facebook and one isn't. Yes. I know the difference then. <laughs> I'm learning. <laughs> uh. But anyway, uh, what this person did, said, I can't remember her name, but uh, she was saying, like, well, she didn't so much say it, I don't think, but she was basically heavily inferring that she wasn't doing it for, like, EA wasn't doing it for the sake of financial gain, in, despite the fact that EA has been on some, on some financially hard times. So I guess there would be financial gain in it in some sense. But she says, like, Basically, EA's uh, the only company uh, who has, like, you know, the clouds and, like, the financial wealth to actually take down a company like Zynga in a courtroom uh, proceeding, which I'm inferring that basically, like, you know, EA's standing up for the little guy because Zynga has been very notorious of late, like, for stealing various indie games. Like, they've been doing, like, uh, they've taken one or two of Nimblebit of, like, Tiny Tower and uh, Plant fame. Yeah, Pokeplants. Um... And they basically stole it and basically put out the same concept, except for they gave it another ne- name, and it's under their Dream uh, franchise, which is just Dream and some name. But usually these names are like very blatant ripoffs of smaller indie games. Yeah. Oh, I'm actually kind of an optimist about this. I really want to believe that EA uh, are sticking up for the little guy. I wouldn't believe them so much because, like, looking at EA's past lawsuit record, like the people they've sued have been big companies before. And they've been suing them for, like, kind of these similar kind of reasons as well. Mm. And I don't think it's... They're just trying to give a reason for them to sue, like, a company that's not really big as they are. Like, they have to give a good reason for, like, a PR spin. Because that's what the PR lady does. She puts a good spin on something they're doing, even if it does Well, as I said, I don't think it was a PR representative. I think it was one of the people who were designing SimSocial. Well... You always have to have a bit of PR experience when you're trying to talk to the media. Like, if they send, like, EA is a big company, like, one of the biggest uh, gaming companies out there, and it makes, like, the most money from all of its different franchises, mostly sports ones. <laughs> Russell's very determined that EA only does sports games. Ah, <laughs> um, oh crap, I lost my train of thought, thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, you have to have a bit of PR experience, and, uh, because they're so big, I'm guessing they can hire a load of PR people to help them spin this story in a way that makes them still look good, even though they're trying to take on 
like a much smaller company represented by a dog. <laughs> well, like to be fair, like I'm not too sure about smaller company now. Obviously, I haven't looked at their stock uh, portfolio, but like I wouldn't say Zing is a big company overall. But it's certainly one of the bigger like social networking game uh, game companies like uh, out there. Yeah, but they're the designer of like Facebook games. That's like saying I'm the best at playing cards. Like, how often does that really come up nowadays? Quite a bit. Like, you know, there's quite a few professional poker players who, like, rake in millions. Exactly. I mean, like, really, about, like, Zynga, like, I wonder how, like, Zynga's really viewing it. Now, basically, in this, like, an interview, when they actually asked for Zynga's, uh, if you I'm comment. guessing they're crapping all over the paper they put on the floor. <laughs> Can we I'm drop the dog thing? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm running with this. <laughs> But like, uh, all that really, um, <laughs> but all really Zynga gave as a response to this when, like, uh, the same, like, interviewers, uh, was as- were asking, uh, Zynga for a comment. They basically said, they just basically put on a basic front, it's like, no, this is ridiculous, and we put out quality games, and we think this is, this is a bit far for, uh, EA to take it. So, I mean, like, as I said, I'm a bit of an idealist, so I really want to see where this goes. I really hope EA is doing it for the right reasons, and so pe- people like Nimblebit and I can't really remember who else was mentioned. But like, well, I see, I'm a big fan of Nimblebit. So like, uh, but like companies, like small indie companies that like are basically begging for pennies when it comes to like various in-game purchases, micro purchases that um that EA are standing up for them. Uh, obviously, you know they also have like an investment in this, but they're. Mo- but I really like to see if they were truly standing up for like forty small publishers and designers. Well, you can always try and be hopeful, but let's face it, this is a business, and they're in it just to make money. Well, true, but like you know, there can you can make a business decision that's a good business position uh, decision, but you know, you're mostly doing it for better reasons than that. Like, well, we can just try and be hopeful. Like. It would be nice if Zynga came up with its own unique idea for a Facebook game. But yeah, but learn, like... <coughs> like, let's face it, like, I'd like to see someone create a game like where you're a sheep and you go into other people's Farmville games and kill their sheep that they've been given. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that uh, drops out like uh, the terms of service for Facebook. Oh, screw it. <laughs> But like the last original game that I know Zynga made was like one like those old spreadsheet games where it was like Mafia Wars, Vampire Wars, and so forth. Like for those who don't know, Zynga really made its name in Facebook games, like uh, because they were there at the start. And basically, what you did was it was basically <coughs> a very micromanaging sort of game. It was like I call it spreadsheet gaming because it was not really much interaction. Basically, you had a series of action points, and you did various like uh, tasks. Uh, and each of these tasks would cost a certain amount of action points depending on the difficulty of the task. And, like, you know, you'd get, like, various bonuses, like, equipment and money, you buy more equipment with, you'd get more, like, uh, like, say if it was Mafia Wars, you get, like, more, like, Mafia members, or if it was Vampire Wars, you get, like, bigger stats, like, you know, strength and magic and so forth. And basically, that was about it. Like, you could, like, uh, send your guy or guys against, like, you know, other people in your friends list. But really, all that interaction was was basically clicking a button saying saying you succeeded or failed. And playing off the statistics of what happens. Like, it's the game kind of game an accountant would love. 
Pretty much, yeah. I mean, like, it was basically, like, you know, like, in, like, uh, the Assassin's 2 series, where you had, like, that micromanaging system, where you send, like, mini assassins out into the world, and, like... The most boring part of the Assassin's Creed 2 game. Pretty much. I mean, uh, well, there was that tower defense thing in, like, uh, oh, number Revelations. Oh, you know? yeah. Jesus, that was really bad. <laughs> oh, jeez. But, like, um... You did that, like, once at the start, and then you prayed to God you'd never... You'd pray yeah, to I, I had to do, had to do it, it twice. I did it twice, and I failed the second time. Because, like, basically, I don't remember what I did. I think I was taking down a high-priority target, and then I gained the tower. But because I did all this, I lost another tower. Like, but, like, you know, because, like, you know how they attack, like, you know, random towers? I was telling that, like, you pretty much the most southwest area of the map. And the, and the one they were trying to take over was the one at the very north, like, where you start out. Like, on the northern's, like, uh, northern bank. bank. Yeah. And I was, like, you know, I so I had to belt through the city. And I get, you know, because I was running through the city and I was knocking shit over. I was getting chased, <laughs> which didn't help my, like, uh, no, no, notoriety thing. Oh, God, that notoriety thing was a pain in the ass in the third one. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, I basically had gone into the tower fence situation. And because, like, you know, I wasn't really paying attention because I was talking to my sister at the time, I lost the tower, so I had to fight for it again. That was fun. I hated trying to reclaim the tower because you always had to sneak after those guys, and there was always like one guy who was like walking around this like big loop of a place, and he was like in a upstairs alcove kind of area. Yeah. So you kind of had to find him before anyone else saw you, but because he was at like a level that was just above the ground, you could be easily spotted. So you kind of had to see him straight away and then just run after him like a madman. Yeah. Such a pain. Um, yeah, so I mean, there wasn't really much more to say about those Zynga thing. Like, I, it's it, it was certainly be interesting to watch. Uh, what kind of stuff goes down? I, I hate to say it, but EA is gonna put this poor dog down. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's hoping because if not, like at least Zynga may have to resort to gas making original games that aren't just spreadsheets with pretty pictures. I like the pretty pictures. They weren't actually that pretty to start with. I've never played a Zynga game before. You're not even on Facebook. That's true. Actually, I am now. <laughs> Just to find that Gundam style song. <laughs> Gundam. Oh, yeah, no, there was like a, there's a bit, did you ever, did you see the bit where like, it was basically a video, but someone superimposed old Gundam oh, yeah. heads on to him? <laughs> that's what, the one, that's the only version of it I could find. <laughs> For ages, I was thought it was Gunguro style or something like that. Oh, so I was typing weird GU words into <laughs> Google for ages. <laughs> anyway, uh, and your Dennis story is yours. Uh, Ireland's Olympic successes. We basically got five medals uh, during the Olympics, which ended about last week, let's say. Yeah, it was last week, and like the closing ceremony was actually pretty interesting because they had stuff like uh, they were like all the big British bands, and like you know they brought back like the Pet Shop Boys, they brought back Madness. They even had some weird, creepy-ass face of John Lennon, like, floating <laughs> in the air, singing Imagine. And then they had, like, old children in the middle of the pit just singing along with it. And then they, like, they, Maroon 5 was there or something like that? That's who they ended it with or something like that? No, they ended it with, uh, it was, like, one of the big old classic rockers, um... The Who? The Who, yeah, it was The Who. Huh. The Beatles obviously couldn't be there for well, dead memory reasons. Lennon's creepy face. Yeah, but I'm, from what I understand, a lot of them sang Beatles songs. Yeah. Like, the Rolling Stones, the who... Wait, is the Rolling Stones English band? Pretty sure they are. 
I thought they were American. Isn't that like the big argument? The Rolling, our Rolling Stones are better than your Beatles or something like that? No, that's a Simpsons thing. Whereas our like, like was it our Beatles are better than your Precious Who? Oh yes, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you actually watched the thing, but did you see the uh, two Pet Shop Boys? No, I didn't see it. Uh, they were going around like you know, basically, uh, they look like you know, it's like Victorian era carts, but they were being pulled on by like a bicycle. With a guy with a, like, these are pure orange, and they were being, like, pelled by, like, a guy in, like, like, a guy in an orange thing that looked like a combination between the helmet of Pyramid Head and a medieval helmet. And you just had the two Pet Shop Boys, like, singing with, like, a, well, they were actually all miming, actually. Yeah. They, like, uh, pretending to play a synthesizer, but they were dressed, like, in, uh, how can I describe this well? Do you remember what, uh, actually you might not, uh, basically it was like, they were dressed in like a big cone, cone like hats, big, like, meter long, like, black cone hats, uh-huh. sunglasses, and like, really tight suits, like, so like, zentai suits, but with feathers coming out the shoulders, like, massive black feathers. This is a weird ass sound outfit. They're artists. <laughs> They're also gay as a Christmas tree. They're married. <laughs> They're married to each other. All right. Like, um... <coughs> Weird ass outfit. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so why don't you actually break down those medals? All right, yeah. We got one medal uh, in horse riding and four in boxing. So that basically means Ireland is good for two things, riding and fighting. Yeah. If you're not Irish and you're listening to this, I've been seeing that on Facebook, like... 20 times a day. Jesus Christ. I'm I know not it's even kind of on fun. Facebook and I've fucking seen it everywhere. Oh, jeez. But, like, um, I mean, like, what exactly the aspect of, like, horse riding was there? Uh, was it, like, that weird gay shit, dressage? Uh, show jumping, I think it was. Actually, well, at least that's, like, you know, something useful as opposed to, like, dressage? my horse can- <laughs> Yeah, I think it's basically horse dancing. Oh, that sounds creepy. <laughs> No, 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 no. It's like one ha- horse looking like really fancy and like doing like, you know. Trotting and stuff? Basically trotting and like rhythm and stuff. Does it lose points if it takes a dump while it's doing all this? I'm pretty sure it's trained not to. Alright, so they just kind of shove a cork right up there. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> oh, God. But like, it was actually really astounding for like us because. Because like, you know, there was like, you know, the unsung. Like the Irish hero, like this time around, was the Irish boxer Katie Taylor from Bray. Who was the second woman to win a gold medal? In fact, any medal in uh, Olympic bo- boxing. <clears throat> the first girl being like a uh, British girl who was um, fighting in the weight class under. She was fighting someone from China, and then our Irish uh, Katie Taylor was fighting someone from. I'm pretty sure it was Russia. I'm pretty sure it was Ukraine or Poland or something like that. That was Eastern Bloc. Yeah, actually, Poland's not really the Eastern Bloc, but. Yeah, it's above Germany. It has a beach. <laughs> Stop complaining, America. That's why they beat you at volleyball. They have a beach. <laughs> well, did you see that uh, internet image, like where it's basically like you know if other sports were like represented the same as beach volleyball, and they're all like you know various other sports like weightlifting and like uh like acrobatics, but they're like really intense crotch shots. <laughs> Oh dear God, the weightlifting would be horrible. <laughs> like, especially the women's weightlifting when you accidentally see a nut in there from all the steroids they've been taking. <laughs> uh, I'm not trying to play down the, like, 
Steroids are bad, and they probably weren't used in any of the Olympic events. <laughs> probably were. But, um, but yeah, so, like, it was pretty astounding uh, that, like, uh, and pretty much, like, any time she was fighting, Ireland stopped. Like, I mean, it just goddamn stopped, and, like, um, where, I w- where I'm working, right, like, you know, there's various branches, and, like, one, one, one of these branches basically had a fire drill for 15 minutes, <laughs> where I just locked the doors and just went upstairs and, like, uh, watched TV. <laughs> They're, like, you know, like, that, because the entire country did shut down, like, you know, no one walked through, through like, the branch I'm at's doors. She did a really amazing thing. Yeah. She won by, like, 29 points to 18 or something, or 39 to... I don't know, like, no, it wouldn't have been that high, it would have been, lo- you, you're no, doing more, like, low double digits, I think it was, like, 12 and 9. No, she won by, like, 20 points. Oh, I think that's overall, but that one match is, oh. like, um, yeah, it was, like, thir- 12 and 9 or something like that. It's kind of Hollywood because they tied the first round, like the opponent got like the uh, second round, and she pulled. Oh no, no, the opponent got the first round. They tied the second, and then Katie uh, basically obliterated her during the third, mm. or something like that. Go on, Katie Perry, you underage girl, you. <laughs> She's like twenty-three. Is she? Like twenty-four. Really didn't look it. Been like bad at women's ages, people. <laughs> <laughs> but uh. The only thing I kind of feel bad is the guy who won the silver medal, like John Joel Navin. Oh dear God, that's the funniest name ever. <laughs> yeah, it's very Irish country. But an Irish country is not good. But like you know, I was like the one thing like when he was fighting because once again like the country shut down. Like um, to be fair, not to the same extent. Which, as I said, I do kind of feel bad. But like his opponent, which I can't remember, I'm pretty sure he lost on purpose, just for the sake of like. You know, he was thinking, like, oh, crap, I'm dealing with an Irish countryman. I've heard stories. If I win this match, his family's going to be out back waiting for me, isn't it? <laughs> so I'll be, instead of being dealing with, like, you know, like, just John Joe and Avin, I'll be dealing with, like, you know, Big Boy Billy and Deco or something like that. You know, like, it's an Irish country threat when you find a cow's head outside your house. <laughs> you know they're coming for you. <laughs> just listen out for the sound of tractors. <laughs> No, you just see an empty Guinness, like, uh, pint. <laughs> Last. <laughs> like, oh shit, they're here. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> and let's see what else. John Joe. John Joe Nevin. Yeah. And then, like, what was the other two then? Like, other one, sorry? Two? Um, I know, man. The other two won, uh, two bronze medals for boxing. Not too bad. But, like, my thought, like, once I heard, like, about how many medals we won in fighting sports, I thought we could go around to the countries that didn't win any medals, like, in any fighting sports at all, and just kind of beat them up and take their medals for our own. Um, yeah, but that's, uh, like, you know, denying the true spirit of the Olympics. Yeah, but, like, think about how great that boxer would feel, like, when he comes back home, like, he o- I only got a silver medal in bronze. Like, a silver, <laughs> silver, silver medal in bronze, <laughs> like, they completely screwed me over. <laughs> I got a silver medal in boxing, but I got this gold medal in the Olympic luge. <laughs> like, <laughs> that would be kind of a static, because luge is the, in the Winter Olympics. Um, curling? <laughs> yep. Winter. Shot put. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> or like archery or something like that. It just shows boxers can do it all in the Olympics. <laughs> uh 
I know, but like seriously, if you're good at punching someone in the face, like that's all you really need. Plus, you know, there is video evidence that they didn't win those. <laughs> but, well, actually, yeah, let's face it, it would be kind of weird if a boxer came home with a gold medal in archery. Just, why why shoot him from a distance when you can just run up and punch him in the throat? Plus, those gloves would make it a bit hard. True. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, moving on to our next topic, which is the American Inbetweeners, which is premiering tomorrow, the 20th of August. Now, I hate when Americans do this. They steal like English shows because they can never do them right. Because well, American I mean, comedy like, is different. I do from dig like the U.S. Office. Like it, I do yeah. think it's better. That's the one exception that proves the rule, though. Uh, I guess, but like, I guess the main thing is instead of like having Ricky Gervais, they have Steve Martin, who's who is actually pretty decent. He is kind of funny at times. Yeah, true. Uh, the The American Office is quite amazing. Mm. It's much better, and that's mainly because they got rid of Ricky Gervais. I mean, like, you know, Ricky Gervais always has that, like, you know, kind of, sort of, sort of humor. Where his observations of, like, you know, aren't fat people ba- fat, you know, kind of fat, kind of chubby, kind of husky, you know. You know what I mean, don't you? Uh, I really hate it. What really screwed me over with him, like, what made me really hate him, is when they made that Simpson episode for him. Oh, that was horre- that was abortively bad. Like, yeah, honest to God, that that was just them scraping the bottom of the barrel. Like, they were basically pulling up wood at that point. I mean, like, the only thing is, like, you know, uh, in the UK, in Ireland, uh, when they were releasing that, they actually—I don't know if it happened anywhere else or especially America. It might have. It might have, but like. They got a British family to do like the opening, like the opening reel, like you know when like they're going like uh, through Springfield and so forth. But it was like live action and really creepy. Yeah, and the weird thing was Bart and Lisa both had ginger hair, which doesn't seem right to me at all. Yeah, because aren't they supposed to be like blonde, or not having hair at all and just having weird <laughs> pointy skulls? heads, yeah. Like <laughs> their parents just kind of dropped them on corners and stuff every day. <laughs> <laughs> Planing out your skull, planing out your skull, make seven bucks an hour, planing down your skull. That is a Simpsons reference. Also, sorry for your eardrums. <laughs> now it's even worse. If that's the way their skull is shaped, imagine how Marge must have felt giving birth to a, m- both Maggie and Lisa. <laughs> no, I think uh, Bart's the worst because, like, you know, like, how, like, ki- like you know, because our heads are round. They can at least, like, you know, push forward gradients. If you're just pushing a sort of solid cylinder <laughs> that's, like, spiky on one end. <laughs> oh, dear God. That's a hell of an image. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I hope your children are never cursed like that, women who might give birth. <laughs> it's just like, you know, watching, like, a, like a steam pistol going forward. Oh. <laughs> That's a very gruesome... <laughs> Back to the American in-betweeners. <laughs> I, w- I want to forget this now. <laughs> but, like... Okay, I kind of... Like, I kind of... I really don't think, like, this is going to work well. I mean, like... The one thing I always liked about the in-betweeners is, was that uh, was the classic British archetypes. The classic British, like, comedy archetypes for all these sort of sitcoms done for, like, a modern generation. So... Instead of, like, having, I don't know, Ronnie Corbett in, uh, I can't remember that sitcom he was, where he was, like, still living with his, like, overprotective mother. Ronnie Corbett? Who the fuck is Ronnie Corbett? Of the two Ronnie's, a short guy. I really should listen to what Tommy is. <laughs> 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 so it was like that, but in modern age, so it was, like, Ronnie Corbett in that show. 
with iPhones and so forth. I really don't think that's going to translate well because I think they're trying to do a one-to-one -one translation of like each of these characters. But like, you know, these were the classic British characters. I mean, like, you know, you have to protect this, which is Will, the guy who was like scheming to get everything he deserve he thought he deserved as quickly as possible, while still feeling superior to everyone else because he didn't actually have to work for it. Whenever I think of Will, I just think of him sliding around on his socks. That, that uh, ridiculous moment. Oh, you wait, wait for a second. You're gonna love this. Then you have like you know the. Then you have the other guy who's like um, he's like the hopeless romantic. He kind of considers himself more the straight guy than like you know. The Is he schemer. the one who threw up on the kid? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> I've always wanted. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, you know, he's, like, the guy who's, like, you know, he gets a girl, but he's completely useless at him. Bec uh, because, like, he's too busy, like, you know, being really nervous and, like, and really shy. And, like, you know, he can ha he can li let up, but, like, he does cut it off when he, as soon as it starts, like, uh, go bad for him. Then you have, like, you know, the guy who's, like, you know, the working class guy. The, thing the guy who thinks he's really off the street and he really knows women, but he usually turns out to be, like, you know, completely like useless in any situation especially once where he decides to push for himself and then you have the goober like he's just there to be so like you know so like unattached stupidly yeah, yeah but he no he's well. like he seems like unattached from reality but like yeah but usually the punchline is he usually ends up like with the least at least at the very least like he doesn't get the most damage i should really phrase this better at the at the worst he usually ends up with the least amount of, like, you know, damage to his, like, uh, social status. Yeah. Uh, which is, and the joke is, because he has no social status, it's like, oh, he got Scott Scott 3, so he's still the worst one in the group. <laughs> the equivalent of that guy in America would probably be just, like, a stone teenager. Like, a guy who's just constantly smoking weed. Oh, yeah, the, the classic hippie. Yeah. I mean, like, and, like, you know, these are very British characters. They were brought forth in a very British sense. I don't think it's going to work in America. Because they don't have that, so they, like, they don't really have those archetypes in American comedy. Now, if they did something like the Inbetweeners, but in, a, in the sense of, like, American archetypes, so you have, like, the black guy, you know, the white guy of, like, you know, some credence, like, uh, in ethnicity, like, you know, I'd say, like, you know, Jewish or, like, uh, Mormon or something. Then you have, like, <laughs> a Mormon dude trying to get laid. <laughs> And then you have, like, uh, you know, the schemer, the one who actually, who is, like, you know, the old American teen sort of guy. And then you, and then, you, uh, who else could you have? Like, you, like I'm trying to think, like, of all the classic archetypes. So you'd have the black guy, you have the schemer, the pretty boy schemer. Stone dude. Uh, I guess, yeah, but, like, you know, American comedy usually uses weed as an excuse to be funny. So I think they would all be stoners in themselves. I guess, you know... The bad boy? I guess, yeah. The bad boy who's just misunderstood but loves poetry, that kind of I, stuff? Yeah, I guess that'd be the other one, yeah. I mean, like, and that would be actually fun, and, like, you know, that actually translates well, because, like, you know, you'd have the Jewish kid being, like, you know, the Gulabar, so, like, a Dr. Zoidberg sort of character. <laughs> that'd be awesome. Oh, <laughs> uh, Zoidberg. Then you have, like, you know, the uh, pretty boy who with the heart of gold, who, like, you know, the bad boy with the heart of gold being, so, like, you know, the hopeless romantic. Yeah. Then you had the black guy trying to be street and coming off, like, really white. <laughs> and then you had, like, the young American guy being, like, uh, feeling innately superior, but usually coming off worse when he ever tries to, like, you know, come off as superior. 
This actually sounds like a good idea. Do you think we could sell this to Fox or something? I know. But see, the interesting thing about this, um, more, the most interesting thing is this show is being published by Fox and is being aired on, well, not Fox, MTV, sorry. <laughs> I was thinking, oh, damn. <laughs> They've already stolen our idea. <laughs> no, but like, you know, this American version of The Inbetweeners is being put on MTV, which is an interesting thing. Now, I know MTV... MTV is the one who made Jersey Shore, right? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. We're doomed. But like... MTV, at least UK broadcasting MTV, has started putting like of some of the old shows, like some of the good shows, like Daria on. I saw an episode of Beavis and Butthead on it once. Like Daria was fucking amazing, and she was super sexy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure her, one of the points of her character was she was not super sexy. She was. <laughs> yeah, it's just she was Bayonetta before Bayonetta was around. <laughs> uh, but anyway, like um. <coughs> So I don't know. I don't know if like you know this is America trying to go like step away from the reality TV. I doubt it is. I mean, certainly that's what's bringing them them in money because they've basically all been given away, uh, gotten rid of the whole music thing. I mean they they're now referring to themselves as music entertainment television as opposed to music television. Yeah. So. Go back to what you had, like uh, Beavis and Butthead and Daria, um, Celebrity Deathmatch. Oh, that was a fantastic show, yeah. yeah. But, um, but see, MTV sort of had a falling out, like, in the late 90s with, like, Viacom, which is why it was really hard to get, like, Beavis and Butthead DVDs, like, the base where, like, you know, with the episodes, in- including the parts when they're in front of the couch, and, like, you know, Daria couldn't get a DVD because I had, like, um, all, like, so, you know, uh, artist music, and, uh, like, then they they re-released the series, but, like, uh, they put, like, you know, so, like, um, like, so, like, uh, self-composed loops, like, stuff you'd get out of Garage Man. Oh, instead gross. of like the music which is disappointing it's kind of disappointing because like there were some pretty good tracks in both those shows yeah it was but and the other annoying thing about this show alright is that it seems to be doing like the same sort of episodes I mean like I watched the train on YouTube and like you know they did like a couple like you know when you do like flash scenes like flash cuts where you show like point five of a, like a scene from an episode no, yeah. That, like, they showed some of the bits, and they were, like, very distinctly similar to, um, the British show. Which is another thing that won't translate well, because, like, a lot of the stuff that was in the UK in between us was concepts that a lot of British kids, and by proxy a lot of Irish kids, like, or at least seem as, like, staples. Like, you know, there was that episode when they all went camping, right? Not a fun thing to do, by the way. <laughs> yeah. But it was like, you know, a very British sort of camping where, like, you know, you don't, you only really have a caravan, but you don't really say in it. You're mostly saying so, like, uh, it's like an activity hall almost, don't yeah, yeah. Where, you know, it used to be like it was either a parish or a converted parish. And, like, one of these flashcards in the American trailer actually has that scene you were mentioning before when, like, you know, Will is sliding around on his socks, like, trying to, <laughs> trying to impress, massive air quotes, uh, that goth chick that, uh, that's Neil a hell gets of a with. lady to wait. That's a hell of a way to impress a lady. Uh, it's just like, I can slide. <laughs> I wonder yeah. that, if that's how penguins yeah. impress each other. I can slide further than a gag. <laughs> <laughs> Happy feet three. <laughs> the sliding. <laughs> the, the slidening. That sounds like more like a like a slasher kind of. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was going for. But like, I mean like, I guess, but like when Americans think camping, they actually mean going into like a nature reserve and being detached from so like that very British like uh, community sort of thing. So I mean, I don't know how that would actually really translate. And like you know, if they are going for a one-to-one conversion of like 
episodes of from the British episodes from the like the British series. There's a lot of things that are going to be lost in translation. I mean, the only reason we get a lot of like the American staples is because we've been growing up with them for ages. So like we know like American State High School, we have a rough idea of how they actually grade. They don't grade by numbers. They grade by like was it like freshman? No, no, no. They oh. like freshman, sophomore, then like middle middle schooler, and then I think senior so- or whatever. Sophomore. Sophomore. Well, yeah, no, like, you know, there's stuff in between. Everyone knows middle, like, uh, like freshman, like, sophomore, and the other thing. But I'm pretty sure there's, like, grades in between those or whatever. Yeah, I think they go, like, through three separate schools. Like, their primary school, yeah. grade school, I think they call it. Then they go to a middle school, which is, like, just two years. And then they go into a high school, which is yeah. three or something. Uh, I don't know. But, like, I mean, like, we only really know about these. And as you've just seen, like, we only vaguely know, know these things because... Um, We've been, like, ro- watching a lot of American TV, so we may not understand it. But at least we can go, oh, well, that's that. Fair yeah. enough. But, I mean, like, I don't know how much of England, U.S. has been, trans- uh, like, uh, been proxy to. Well, considering they didn't understand that Poland had a beach, I'm doubtful they know much of Europe. So, like, I just don't think uh, it's going to translate well. But, see, the interesting thing is, like, um... There's obviously on this, like, you know, YouTube video, there's, like, this standard amount of trolling, but, like, there was some serious vitriol there. Like, you know, people going, like, oh, stupid Americans can't think of their own things, right? But one of the co-creators of the UK in-betweeners was saying, like, no, I actually know the guy who's actually directing this and producing uh, producing this. And he's funny, and I think it's going to be fine. But the more interesting thing is both the creators of the UK show are the uh, executive producers of this new series. Oh, so the show might actually have a chance then. I don't, once again, I don't think it will, but at least, you know, it won't be instantly dismissible. I'll give it a shot, but I'm pretty sure I won't like it. Like, as I said, if they did something that was distinctly American, if it was, they may not even have to call it in-betweeners just because people would scream, it's like, oh, it's not the in-betweeners. But something of that thing, like, you know, a modern version of, like, the American, like, uh, sitcom archetypes. Yeah. As opposed to, like, people trying... Them trying to do British stereotypes. And therefore, a lot of it would be lost. Yeah. Lost in translation, sadly. Which was actually a pretty decent movie. It was alright. A bit long. Yeah. Anyway, our final story is... The most unbearable car accident The ever. most unbearable pun in the headline I've seen. Leave the fucking pun alone. The pun is amazing. <laughs> Uh, so, give us a run now. Alright, so this Norwegian guy is driving down a road in Oslo when he sees this moose crossing the road. He swerves to avoid hitting the moose because, if you don't know, hitting a moose, like, going at a normal speed in a car will kill you. <laughs> it will fucking tow the car. <laughs> he swerves to avoid the moose and then instead kills a bear with his car. <laughs> well, it doesn't kill it, but he probably wounded the bear's pride. <laughs> Pretty wounded the bear as well. <laughs> Well, yes, of course, but <laughs> the pride is more important than. I the mean, like seriously, you would have to be the most unluckiest motherfucker in the world for that time. I was like, or the luckiest moose in the world. <laughs> <laughs> True, but it's like, um, I mean, like imagine that sort of scene in your head. It's like you know, some guy driving, do to do to do. I'm Norwegian. La 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 la. Oh Hand shit, fish. moose! Uh, <laughs> fucking swerve! Holy fuck, bear! Boom! <laughs> Everything blacks. <laughs> I mean, like seriously. I mean, like, was it for, like, you know, that point five of a second, he looks up in the sky and goes, really? <laughs> I wish he did. He just looks up. Really? <laughs> like, I'm wondering what, the like, the bear did to piss off that, like, 
that moose so bad that the moose would actually pull him into traffic. <laughs> oh, Bernie was just hunting the moose, but like, um, I mean, really, how crap does your life have to be? That was like, you miss hitting the harmless animal that that could kill you, hit you with your car, but at least it would like run off if it, if it could still run. And then you hit the animal that would probably claw your face off if it, if it survived. I just like the idea of the guy kind of waking up after hitting the bear, just kind of wondering, and the bear just sitting in his car, and the bear just kind of, we got some shit to talk about, man. <laughs> you just hit me with your car. We need to do some payback here. So like a bear godfather sort of thing going down? Yeah. You broke my leg kind of stuff. Uh, but... I, I just I just cannot get over this. I mean, it's like basically it's one of those moments where you either find out like you you ha it's like one of those moments where you have a religious epiphany, right? Because it can go down two roads. You either realize that the world is truly chaotic and un like uncaring, and seriously nothing is going to save you from death, and it's going to be as embarrassing as possible, or you figure out that there is a god. But he hates you and is really fucking with you. But he loves mooses, apparently. <laughs> I don't know, maybe some god of moose? Like, maybe there is no, like, Yahweh. It's, like, some sort of, like... Mussolini? Mussolini. <laughs> I mean, oh, like, actually, wait, no, 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 no that's, that's, like, a bit of a legally gray. I don't know, like, so, like, a moose... Moose ox? No. That's just, like, a moose and an ox combined. <laughs> <laughs> the best kind of transformer. <laughs> moose transform to ox. No, I just like the idea of an ox being at the top of, a, like, a giant mount and a moose being at the very bottom. The ox, like, <laughs> slips or something and just kind of tumbles down, hits the moose so hard, they combine. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like th that scene in Digimon where two animals fuse together to make... The mega version of something. <laughs> yeah, like, like, what was it? Like, you know, the angel, and then, what was it? The angel, and then the, uh... Weird pink cat thing? No, no, it turned into, like, a giant spiked armadillo. And then they combined, and then they looked like one of those, like, uh, clay... One of those clay, uh, mother dolls from, like, like Central Asia. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What the hell are they called? No. Uh, let's, let's not play this. <laughs> but... I don't know, like, I really want to find a name for this moose god. I mean, like, Mooseway, Moosehova. I guess, like, you know, you could go for, like, something, like, just, like, a generic, how, like, I don't know, Moose, Moosiah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> the Moosiah. <laughs> the Moosiah saves us for our sins. Sacrificed himself for our sins. I like the idea of them just kind of christening. <laughs> <laughs> a moose that is like poking with a spear. <laughs> oh, that's why they put him in a cave. To heat the cave up to cook the moose. <laughs> so he wouldn't go bad for Christmas. <laughs> Wait, that's actually a lot of things combined and messed up. <laughs> yes, very much so. Like also, it makes no sense whatsoever. Well, you could smoke the moose. <laughs> In the cave. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, just got the weirdest image of like, you know, two guys like in Amsterdam going up like, yo, yo, you got any moose? <laughs> Man, like I've been craving some serious moose and like I heard it gets you like super buzzed. Would this be like moose fur or just like a type of weed that is called moose? <laughs> I'm pretty sure both exist. 
Sweet. <laughs> I mean, it, even if it doesn't, you're pretty. I'm pretty sure Iggy Pop did it. <laughs> what didn't that dude do? Oh man, like I was in for Bim Clan, which is like a comic book store for you, you who don't know. And I actually saw an Iggy Pop action figure. Dear God. I mean, and the best thing is, it was next to like wrestling action action <laughs> figures. So I was like, wait, Iggy, what the hell is Iggy Pop doing? Like all the wrestling things, and it has nothing to do with wrestling. It was just like a bad association. I like the idea of like you know like some kids won't go shopping with their mom, but they'll ask them to pick something up for them with their money. I like the idea of a kid saying, "Pick me up a wrestler." So the mom goes to a, like a toy store or something like that, and sees a wrestler and is like, "Iggy Pop, I've heard that name before, so he must be good. He must be the popular one. <laughs> I'll get him that one." It's <laughs> like Iggy Pop. Who the hell's that, mom? I, I'm pretty sure he's like, one of those popular like wrestling guys you watch. I guess he's got a shirt off, so he must be one. Yeah. Those long pants must be uh, some sort of wrestling wear. <laughs> oh, man. Iggy Pop action figures and Messiah. If there's only a way we could combine the two. Musiki Pop? <laughs> Musiki. Oh, God. That would be the best thing ever. <laughs> I am the passenger. <laughs> and I chew my own cud. If you hit me with I see a car coming through the lane. I'm going to go out. It's going to go out in a ball flame, but it's not going to hit me. It's going to hit that bear. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of lost it. But so la, 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 la. We're sorry if you had to listen to Matthew singing. Yep. It truly wasn't worth it. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Especially because I couldn't come up with lyrics fast enough. I would not be surprised if that actually happens at some point during the 70s and then he got lasered off. But it would mean he'd have to like, wear a shirt for a small period of time. Oh yeah, boss. Iggy Pop seriously wear a shirt. <laughs> does he even wear a shirt in those car ads he does? No. Oh, and even the, even the pirates they have. That's where he met the moose. This is how Iggy Pop gets the tattoo of the moose. He was representing the Norwegian car guy for the insurance. <laughs> so he goes out to see what's happening. He sees the moose, gets the moose's opinion, and thinks, I want a moose tattooed across my chest. You know what, moose? You've inspired me. <laughs> now, I see if I can do, like, uh, Iggy Pop. You know what, man, moose? You inspired me. Yeah. That's actually quite a good impersonation of him. If only you could get the dummy that he always has with him now. Oh, yeah. And even that has no shirt. Yeah. So, Iggy Pop always, always has wood with him, then. <laughs> For a man his age, it's surprising he doesn't need a pill. <laughs> oh, he doesn't need one, but he still does it. <laughs> We're talking about Iggy Pop. He pretty much just lies in a bed of cocaine. <laughs> Don't sue us, Iggy Pop. <laughs> this is He's his proud opinion. of it. <laughs> Yeah, he's caught them proud of his life. He's very proud that he's still alive. Well, then good for you, Iggy Pop. <laughs> so is Ozzy Osbourne, though. They're all, they're all surprised. They're still like, Whoa. I'm surprised you didn't get, like, rabies from fighting that bat or something. <laughs> There's quite a few times, like, any of those, like, you know, big rock stars could have died. To all those rock stars that could have died, we salute you. <laughs> Non-verbal salute. Salute. <laughs> As a non-verbal. Anyway, so I guess that's kind of us wrapping up. Yep. 
And remember, the Musaya will always love you. I hope to get like um. I guess this is gonna be a monthly thing. So sure, we'll talk to you next month. So if these fall on your period, it's not our fault. Dude, don't say that. <laughs> anyway, we need to pass it up because now we are going to get a quote from my friend Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Depend on it. There comes a time when you, for every edition of knowledge, you forget something you knew before. It is of the highest importance, therefore, not to have useless facts, elbowing out the useful ones. Thank you. Um, thank you, David Amber, for doing a Homer Simpson quote. Remember, Robert, every time I learn something, something old falls out of my brain. Like that time, like I took that wine dri- uh, drinking class and I forgot to drive. You weren't dr- you were in baguette, you were just drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I heard that quote somewhere before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Simpsons, what won't you do? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, I guess this is us signing out. So, bye! Oh, that's recording. Oh. Oh, shit! <laughs> We're having <laughs> 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 <laughs>